If you can't be live and local, what can you be? And what you can be is responsive to every listener's needs. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. I wish we were a little bit more responsive to music because the poster child for all this is the Walker Hayes song, Fancy Like. Country Radio did not play that song till after it was a commercial for Applebee's. And, you know, it takes a long time to go from a hit song to a commercial. And so for radio to just get on that so late is not being responsive to that audience. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. This time, our guest is perhaps best known to listeners nationwide as host of one of radio's most popular shows, Country Countdown USA with Lon Hilton. He's hosted too many nationally broadcast country series and specials to count, actually. He's a true Nashville insider. He's well-known by all the stars. Keep him on speed dial, as a matter of fact. In his spare time, Lon is also the publisher of Country Air Check, an industry trade magazine. And he's the editor of Media-Based Countries Chart, which he uses in his nationwide show. Lon's award shelf is packed to the rafters with awards from every major radio organization that really matters. And this year will finally be included, he deserves it, in the National Radio Hall of Fame. Hey! And is proud to welcome the one and only Lon Helton. Hey, Lon. Hey! Hey, guys. Thanks very much. Very sweet. And that National Radio Hall of Fame thing is um, is very special. For any of us who turn down a microphone, it's the uh, epitome. As are you. So, at this point, after all of those successes, Lon, if you really had a pick, if we nailed you down, at your deepest roots, do you consider yourself more of a radio guy or more of a country guy? Um, radio person, for sure. I mean, growing up in the south side of Chicago, uh, listening to WLS, WCFL, the legendary WGN growing up. Chicago, I, I think, is the best radio city in America. It always has been have great personalities and great radio stations, but it might be three, four, five. Chicago is 20 deep in everything. Some of the best people ever in radio came through Chicago. And listening to those radio stations, especially in the early years, uh, made me kind of just love the whole challenge of programming, the chess match of beating the station across the street. And then those guys I grew up with, the the Clark Webbers, Joel Sebastians, and later Mm -hmm. on, John Landecker, they made radio very special, and they made being on the air real special. Now, what I did find, of course, having done some pop radio early on, there's nothing like country radio. The relationship between country radio and country artists and the country fans, there's nothing like it in any format anywhere. So to me, you put those two things together, and and nothing beats it. You know, i got to agree with that, Lon. You know... Looking at radio right now and all of its evolving distribution options, what's the one thing you think the industry as a whole is doing pretty well, and what could it be or should it be doing better? Wow. Um, Far be it from me. There are a lot smarter people trying to figure this out, trying to understand where people are, how they use media of any kind. You know, you would think with more choices it would be easier, but obviously with more choices, it's really a lot harder trying to figure out where people are at any one time. And 
and how younger people use the different mediums versus older people. And in and, and some ways, we're, we're kind of where TV was years ago. You know, TV has gone from television to being bought video. You have no idea if what you're watching is coming from a tower on the outside of town or from somebody's basement in Wayne's World. There's so many platforms. All you know and all you care about is you are getting the video that you want, when you want it, where you want it. And radio is getting to that place now in the last few years with streaming and other things and being available uh, not only on uh, from towers on the outside of town, but satellite radio and streaming. So we're just now getting the point of trying to understand how to use our various medium, our various platforms to, to get to people, to bring them the audio content. And we should be best positioned, radio should be best positioned to bring great audio content to people wherever they are, because that is what we do, right? We create audio content. Maybe we don't create radio, we create audio content, like you guys are doing here. Absolutely. So, Lon, from your position, you see a lot of people making career moves every single day. That could be on air, it could be programming, sometimes both. So, especially now that budgets are shrinking and openings are decreasing, what are some of the things you see in common between those who are really making it and those that are kind of also ran or falling out? As you guys know, people in radio today are wearing more hats than ever. I was struck um, in my early days at R&R, we would get pictures in from radio stations. And invariably, there was a concert event there'd be 20 people from the radio station, all the air staff and the promotions department and everybody else. And now when we get pictures from radio stations, there might be three people in them or four people. Mm-hmm. The number mm-hmm. of jobs lost is just unbelievable. So to pick up all those hats, like always, the more things you can do and the more things you can do well, the better prepared you are, the more employable you will become. And today, I suppose, if you're on the air and programming, it really means understanding and taking advantage of the social media, the Facebook, the Instagrams, the TikTok, the YouTubes, and the Twitters, and everything in between, the things I probably don't even know about. But you have to know all of that stuff to prepare yourself for for jobs today, because the person that can do the most is going to have more success at getting and and keeping a job, because you're wearing hats that five people used to hold. I'm not even sure what the heck programmers used to do when they only had one radio station a program. Must have gone <laughs> our lunches and played golf the rest of the day is all I can figure out because now they're doing what? Three, four, five and and on the air. And, yeah. you know, and not always just in one market. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lon, you are really the expert on country radio and we want to ask you, You've seen all the fragmentation, hot country, classic country. Remember young country? Where do you see the format heading next? Well, first thing is, you know, it really hasn't fragmented. There have been different names and maybe targeted a little bit different demos, but it's still, it always has been a 2554 male-female format. You know, you talk about classic country. Most of the places right now where classic country is doing well are markets where one operator owns two country stations, uh, whether it be Austin or Kansas City, um, Nashville, Houston, Dallas, Greenville, South Carolina, just to name a few. Uh, they've got a mainstream country station 
and a classic country station as well. So really, I've always thought countries shouldn't and maybe even can't fragment because why fragment a niche? I mean, the fact of the matter is we are, country is a niche to a great degree. The Cumes will average six or seven radio stations a month. At least we did pre-pandemic that cumed over a million. And that puts the top cuming country station, I think, ranks number 50 or 51 in America. So we did mm-hmm. on, you know, the fewer people to listen a very long time. And country fans are known for their fierce loyalty to their country stations. So I think country is always kind of an ebb and flow. And I, and I don't think anybody knows why or can explain it, but sometimes the music gets real hot and captures America. And you see country stations number one in places like Detroit or Rochester, New York, or mm-hmm. uh, various places, or Phoenix. And then other times, uh, you know, we're, we're on, on the downside. So it's, it really is so dependent on, on the music. And what we really felt in the pandemic, I mentioned before the closeness of um, country radio, country fans, country artists. Right. Mm-hmm. There were no concerts for those two years, and there was n- nobody coming through those markets, and those artists weren't on country radio. You really saw country radio ratings take a hit. They're more intertwined, I think, than perhaps any other format. Concert experience and that radio station who brings the artist and has them on the air and gives away concert tickets and meet and greets, that kind of thing. Um, it was really crucial for country radio to have those concerts. And and now that they're coming back in the last eight months, you've really seen the, the ratings kind of pick up once again. Good point. Absolutely. So putting your publisher hat aside and putting the radio cowboy hat back on like you've done so many times in so many places with so many listeners, if you were taking over a country radio station today, what are some of the first things you'd want to look at to see how they're doing and what really needs to happen to make it an even better radio station? Wow. You know, I think for most of us, live and local was always the mantra. You had to be live and local to win. And I think that genie is out of the bottle to probably never come back. I think what I try to convince the, the people inside the station is to be responsive. Maybe the word responsive replaces live and local. Because life and local is all about responding to your audience, whether it be being on the air and talking about the same grocery stores or the same schools or the same football games they went to. So you got to figure out how to make, if people are voice tracked or coming in from outside the market, how do you make them responsive to the things going on in your market? And the other thing is, in terms of responsive too, you know, I hate that all of radio, country perhaps in particular, has given up the mantle of music discovery. And and many radio stations now don't even think they're taking artists or music from first to second base or second to third. They just see it as bringing them through to home, that they get there, that they start their momentum on um, Pandora or Spotify or other other social media. And then, then we kind of take it that last leg. I wish we were a little bit more responsive to music and and it's so crucial especially on the young end of of, of listeners because the poster child for all this is the walker hayes song fancy like last year Mm -hmm. yeah yeah monster is and radio country radio did not play that song till after it was a commercial for applebee's and you know it takes a long time to go from a hit song to a commercial and so for radio to just get on that so late is not being responsive to that audience. And 
if you go on the air and say, here's a brand new one by Walker Hayes, and the young end of your demos have been listening to it on Pandora or Spotify mm-hmm. or TikTok or whatever for right. a year, they're going to go, man, are you old? You think this is a new one? I'm already tired of this one. So, you know, being yeah. understanding, I think what I would do is try to watch more what music is breaking out of those of those streaming services and really trying to understand when you saw a hit coming out of it to get on it early. And, and if you can't be exactly a leader, at least kind of look like you're the leader and try to get that back a little bit. And personality, I think, uh, again, being responsive to the people who live in that community. You know, live and local is what has brought radio through hard times for, what, 100 years? In our lifetimes, radio has been pronounced dead at least eight times. And what saved was always, if it wasn't live and local, it was being responsive to the listeners. And somehow in every aspect of what a radio station does, to me, you got to get back to that, being responsive. So if I can follow up, Lon, on that music discovery thing, it seems that now all formats are having fewer people kind of make decisions for a lot more stations. Do you think that gets in the way of trying discovery, like having a Chicago hit, having a Seattle hit, having a New England hit, and then they come into the center? Or do you think it's not really, it's more of a technological thing these days? Well, you guys know better than I do. There used to be times when a radio station in a market somewhere or two would um, would start playing a record and break it nationally. It would become a huge hit nationally because they saw their listeners. And, and I know some of the things they're trying to do today with algorithms, picking music and that kind of stuff. They are trying to do some regional things with that. But a country station in Dallas is not like a country station in Chicago or L.A. Amen. And, and also... Again, with country, country artists tour so much, as we talked earlier, that when that artist goes through, you ought to really be all over that artist. Or, you know, so many stations do listener appreciation shows or eight-man jams and that kind of stuff. Well, Mm -hmm. me, that if I'm going to have an eight-man jam in two months with three new acts, I should be telling my listeners who's coming, getting them familiar with the music. To me, it's just that connection. And, and, you know, that's something that Consolidation has done to radio, too, is... There's not much radio noise in a marketplace anymore. When two radio stations were competing head-to-head, automatically there was a lot of noise. Right. TV, billboards, there's all kinds of stuff. And there, there was just radio had a presence. And I don't know that radio has a presence anymore inside of a marketplace. You know what I mean? Just that, just that market noise about, wow, here's this personality here. here they're at this place. They're at this place. They're, they're doing whatever. So... I'd love to just see that that kind of come back, make radio more important in people's lives, again, by being by being responsive. And music is part of that. That makes a difference to people in your, your marketplace. And that's something that Spotify or Pandora can't do. Well, exactly right. And as you guys know better than I do, from your days of programming great radio stations, that's always the key, isn't it? Do what the other, other medium can't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it occurs to me... If you're going to have a music station, you need to be into music. <laughs> well said. You know? Well, you know, we all grew up in a day where, where the people on the radio were your friends. And if your friend says, hey, there's this new artist, a new song, 
or I saw this artist in Nashville, I, I want you to listen to this. You will pay more attention to the things your friends says to you, and you'll yeah. take their advice a little bit. Say, okay, I'll, I'll turn that up, I'll listen to that. Getting back to, again, being responsive. Lon, I, I, I have to compliment you on that. That's, you've nailed it with that one word, responsive. Well, that's what we grew up in radio doing, all of us, for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. We're proud to have the king of country with us this time, Lon Hilton. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us at show at brandwithondemand.com. And now you can stay in touch on social. Just follow Brandwith Plus, Brandwith P-L-U-S, on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Coming up, Lon shares some opportunities that many, including us, may find hiding in plain sight. Hi, I'm Jeff McCarthy, Vice President of Programming for Duke Wright's Midwest Communications. I'm Tony Larino from Throwback Nation Radio. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Hey, I'm Bailey, Program Director for KOSP and Midwest Family Broadcasting in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, my name is Jonathan Schaefer. I'm the Program Director at The Legend, 650 AM WSM. Ready to join these raving fans? I'm so thankful for Music Master and the team for helping us grow our station into what it is today. Never stop learning. Music Master's educational webinars have helped us to become excellent music schedulers. Visit musicmaster.com today. I cannot thank the Music Master team enough. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Brand with on demand. We're with one of the best and brightest, Lon Helton, is with us today. Lon, thinking about the entire radio industry, what's one opportunity that station people can find hiding in plain sight? Well, I wouldn't be presumptuous enough to think that I have that answer, certainly. Um, there are a lot of really smart people out there in radio. And, you know, from my perch, since 1983, working with radio and records and now Country Air Check, what you really have is that 30,000-foot view because you talk to so many people every week and you're really hearing their ideas. Radio, I think, overall, is just still trying to figure out where they fit in people's lives. And I, I hope we can get back the younger audience listening to radio again and, and I think that's going to be the, the challenge is figuring out how to get um, young people to have radio as part of their lives it was such a critical part of all of our lives growing up not just the the music discovery part but certainly the companionship how can we get back to that I've used the word a bunch and it dawned on me when I was first thinking about some of the things you guys would probably ask me if you can't be live and local what can you be and what you can be is responsive to every need, to every listener's need. Find out, you know, nobody, well, I won't say nobody, but radio does a real lot of research. We understand the listener, and we need to understand them better, where they are, what they're doing, how they consume us, and what we can do to really touch them in their everyday lives with the things that they need, the things they, well, you know, what's the list? What can't they get from streaming services? What can't they get from all these other places? And whatever they can, again, whatever's old was new again, what can we super serve them with? And, and that's what we have to do. The star of country radio, Lon Helton. Well, you'll find all kinds of stuff, including his newsletter, links to his show, and more. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, we want to thank our executive producer, Cindy Huber, for getting us all straight and putting us together, and associate producer, Hannah B., for booking. 
And coming up next... Hi, my name is Bill Ryan. And I am Morgan Wright. Together, we are the co-hosts of the Q Morning Show on WQAL Q104 in Cleveland. And coming up on our episode of Brandwith On Demand, we're going to discuss starting a new show with a new co-host that you've never met before. (laughs) That does happen. They'll join us next time. That's a wrap, Kipper. The more you listen, the more you can learn. The next One Minute Martinizing is about listening. Find it at brandofondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.